Welcome to Conversations with Healers, a podcast and video interview series that features intimate, soulful, and cozy conversations with self-healers and healers. Healer to healer, we dive into all aspects of self-healing and healing and being and becoming a healer. I am Damla Aktekin. I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. If you are new to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe so that you can be aware of new episodes. I also invite you to visit adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com, where I share a lot of free resources for self-healing and healing, and you can take a free quiz to find out what your energetic wounds are and how they may show up in your life. Discovering what your wounds are is the first step in healing them. I hope you enjoy this episode. There is one more thing I would like to share with you before you listen to this episode. I created a wonderful container to help you process the collective trauma of the pandemic and begin to heal your energetic wounds. It is an energy healing membership called Chakra Bliss Vault. Every month, you will receive three new crystal healing sessions, plus you'll immediately have access to my entire energy healing recording library when you sign up. The membership is really affordable and will continue to be so. You can find out more about it at adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. I invite you to make your healing a priority and invest in your well-being by becoming a Chakra Bliss Vault member. Hello everyone, this is Damla with A Drop of Om and welcome to this special episode. I'm so excited to have my good friend Nina here. Hi Nina. Hello, I'm so happy to be with you. Yes, and I'm going to introduce you and then we'll dive. We have a very unique story, you and I getting together, but let me introduce you. Nina uh, is the co-founder of Mind Gourmet, a company dedicated to contributing inspiration and upliftment to the world, which by the way, I feel summarizes you perfectly. (laughs) And you are a public relations specialist. You help professionals from the fields of personal development and spirituality in their visibility journey. I love that because it is a journey. Hmm. You're also a book editor, translator, and I want to say, and you may disagree with me, but I feel like you're an energy reader, and you and I share this in common. Um, We are both consciousness explorers, (laughs) if you will, and I'm so happy to say you're my really, really good friend, so welcome, so great to have you here. (laughs) Yeah, it's like soul sisters time. Yes, yes. And this episode is all about the healing powers of friendship, which I feel like our story illustrates it so perfectly. So do you want to, before we dive into you, do you want to tell your version of the story? And then I'll tell my version of how we got together. Mm. So 
it all started with a mutual friend of ours, right? Her name is Jennifer Ellis. Jennifer, if you're Hello. listening or watching, <laughs> thank you so much for having this feeling that Damla and I could could like each other a lot because that's exactly what happened. And um, I can I think I can speak for both of us. We are so grateful that Jennifer had this idea of connecting us and from the first time we spoke it felt somehow like we had long known each other for a long time and so i think that first time was maybe how long ago was it one and a half i years? went back and check because i didn't remember i know it was during the pandemic so jennifer sent both of us an email in august 2020 and she was like i feel like you you guys would uh like each other and then you sent an email and said, um, can we have like a coffee tea together online? Mm -hmm. Because the, one, the other thing that people should know is that I live in the US, you live in Germany. So we don't even <laughs> live in the same time zone. <laughs> so we got together uh, and, and I wanna say thank you, Jennifer, from the bottom of my heart. Great friend matchmaking skills. <laughs> Great. You're a wonderful connector. So thank you so much. And then, um, so we got together sometime in September and I don't remember, like, I don't think we, we even talked about what we were supposed to talk about. It ended up being like a two hour conversation about like everything. <laughs> and, <Yeah. life. laughs> and then, um, but I want to give you credit because at the end of it, you were like, would you be open to doing this again or doing it like regularly? So we immediately put something on the calendar like um, two months after or something like that. And we yes. have been meeting like ever since. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we ended up doing like, we do a card reading for each other. We talk mm -hmm. about each other's lives. We even attempted like a Dom Lenina book club for, for a while there. And it's been such a pleasure to get to know you over this um, past year and a half, I want to say. And it continues to evolve and change and grow into this, this place that I know where, um, you know, I feel like I am truly heard when I'm with you. Like you're such a good listener. And I feel like, um, like we're both excited to, to see each other when we see each other because there's usually like a lot of things happening in between the time that we don't see each other. And then um, we, we tell each other about each other's lives and, and also about all the things we're interested in in that moment in time. How does that play out for you, that part? Um, I feel so much the same. Like from the beginning, I feel truly seen and heard by you. And I feel like almost like you you knew me very fast, maybe not the details of my life, but who I was. And I felt and still feel so comfortable in your presence. And every time it just relaxes me to be with you, to feel like I can just be the way I am and um, share what's good, what doesn't feel so good, and hear your thoughts on it, and hear what you have to share, and 
often it's interesting because I, I feel like I gain so much value both directly through the heart to heart connection and also through hearing about your experiences and hearing you speak about my experiences when you respond, which I absolutely love. It's such a beautiful exchange that we have that it's almost like surreal to think that we never gave each other a hug in i wouldn't say real life because it's real but right. I, like i don't know how tall life. you are you know <laughs> i hope that happens too in the in the near future possibly i'd love to do that like get together have a real tea or coffee yes that would totally. be awesome that would be wherever lovely. like it could be exactly maybe somewhere in the middle not the, could be Turkey, not the Atlantic mm -hmm. Ocean, but <laughs> somewhere <Or> here. <laughs> Some somewhere that is not in the middle of the ocean. That would be, yeah. <laughs> what I want to say though, the um, the other thing that happens, there's definitely deep listening, um, and I feel like you see some patterns and connections I don't immediately see, um, and. And I feel like I try to do the same for you occasionally. And uh, like one great example is like the last time we met, I was telling you about um, how Egypt was coming up for me, for me, how I would love to visit Egypt. And I didn't even realize, but I was wearing this T-shirt that said, I must go. And oh, you yeah. pointed that out. I was like, oh, yes, yes, I must go. <laughs> so that was lovely. And then... Um, the other really, really fun thing for me that happens when we get together is this almost like file swapping, like you connect me to books and people and, um, like these, um, consciousness areas that you're interested in the at, at the time, or you feel like I'd be interested in, and then I do the same for you. And then we both end up like getting all these new little resources like within within the same um uh context of um curiosity i feel like totally yeah and that's so beautiful it's almost like a flower bouquet or fireworks of inspiration that um that kind of it happens in the moment, but then it spreads out over time because in between the times we speak with each other, like I have a look at all the resources you shared with me about, um, I look into the books you're reading, or I check out the people you say like, hmm, they could be interesting for you. And so this is so enriching on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. And then lately what's been happening is like, I'm always on the lookout for um, interesting people in the healing space to interview or even to learn from. And lately, like I'm following someone and you comment to me, like I'm already following that person or I already know that person because you see my comments on, on that people person's space. So that's been also interesting. Like we're, we're drawn to similar energies in a way totally it, it surprised me and at the same same time it didn't because i feel like you shared before you had 
you had such a beautiful way to say it. You said it is something, you spoke about curiosity, but you had another word connected to it. I'll swap my, swapping. Is that... mm, was it? No, I don't remember. It was something like conscious curiosity. No, I don't think so. Something. Anyway, I just felt like this was exactly um, what's happening. And so I, I think in some ways, because maybe we could say we are in a very close vibrational proximity in, of some sorts with each other. There is also an overlap in what we discover, or <laughs> sometimes we share about books and you say like, oh, I've just been reading this, or I've seen something before that you had shared. So yeah. And when that happens in, in surprisingly, like I'm scrolling through my social media feed and I'm thinking like, hey, someone knows her too, <laughs> then it's, I mean, it's surprising and somehow not at the same time. <laughs> right. Nice surprises. Um, I want to ask you about, because I feel like you have such a unique and um, I, I almost want to say like a really gentle and feminine view of what you do in the public relations space. Can you tell me your philosophy there? And I know you work with um, a, lo a lot of healers, spiritual people, um, teachers who are really um, active in, in the, the healing of the world, if you will. And you approach it um, in your own unique way in how you connect these people with the world. Tell, tell us about that. Um. I'm even hesitating to call myself a PR person or a publicist because I feel, I don't know, I feel like it's about PR and not so much at the same time. And it all started a few years ago when a dear friend of mine, Tiffany said, can you help me with PR? You are so good at connecting people. And I was surprised <laughs> because I hadn't seen this myself. And so for a few months, we collaborated on one of her projects. And then it was like, that was complete. And I did my other things again. And then about maybe one and a half or two years ago, several people, I believe four or five, reached out to me within a relatively short period of time, maybe four to six weeks, asking me if I could support them with their PR. And so I, I thought this is more than a co coincidence somehow. And so um, what I had always loved was bringing people together in my very introverted way, which is I have never been a party person, but I have, of course, always known people and I love one on one and conversations that are deep. So even if even though you would never find me at a big meeting, probably, <laughs> um, I feel like I have very precious relationships and I can feel like or read energies very well. And I think I assume that was the reason why people started to ask me. And so um, the first thing that I noticed is that I, 
I have nothing inside me that is chasing opportunities. It's more like I feel and lean into things and I match energies. That's one thing. The other thing is that I have no nothing in me that is very mm, strategic about numbers. I feel like love is bigger than numbers. That's not my quote. So Ellie Trier, um, a person that's really dear to my heart, she has an offering that's called love is greater than numbers, but it so speaks to me. And um, so I have basically always looked for resonance or discovered resonance while I do different things and suddenly I see somebody or I read something and I'm thinking mm, this person might be interesting for that person or this podcast might be a good opportunity for this client and so um, that's mostly what I'm about and what I when I do what we could call PR which I feel always a little bit hesitant to well, do what, that. What do you call it? <laughs> I have not find, found a, a name for it yet. Mm -hmm. I would like to find one. My, my little tiny boutique agency, I call it Resonant Relations. Ah. Um, but I probably, probably, I mean, of course you can call it PR, but it still feels like not totally it <laughs> and it's one of the things I agree with you like public relations it's almost like um it's something outside of you it's like out there that has to do with with the public but it doesn't imply any connection or energy matching which is what you're doing you're you're connecting people to people energy to energy and that's a different kind of um I mean, the end result might look similar, but the intentionality and um, the sort of uh, effort or non-effort you put into it is very, very different. Does that ring true? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that I accompany others in their visibility journey, which is in some ways, um, weird because I myself am so challenged by being visible. So I, sometimes I feel like this saying that you need to teach what you have to learn yourself most applies to me. <laughs> so I like to accompany people in those, uh, in growing into being comfortable with being seen and heard publicly in a way that suits them and their personality and I can see that the people that come to me are usually sensitives empaths and from the world of spirituality and personal development and so I talk with them about their vision who their current and future self is what they are dreaming about all those things and then we craft usually together their media material like their media kit we talk about their media page on the website and once we have everything together including um, what you call the pitch in which basically the email in an email body is the essence explained of who the person is and what they do um 
I start the actual process of reaching out and connecting people. And I find then there is another thing that's really super juicy and interesting because it starts out with an agreement to have a conversation together. And I feel like interviews are very strong in, in trust building on one side, if you like each other, or you know very fast that maybe you don't resonate so much with each other. And so I have seen it in the PR work that I've done, but also with regards to many interviews I've done for Mind Gourmet with thought leaders and authors and just super inspiring people that often it, the interview is only the beginning and more opportunities arise, even friendships. And so I feel like um, sometimes I have the honor to be some sort of synchronicity enhancer or whisperer because I basically set something in motion that often, not always of course, but often um, brings more gifts than only a conversation. I love that. And there's uh, clearly good karma there that for both of us that we got connected in the exact <laughs> same way. <laughs> and um, um, I want to ask you when you're feeling into these connections of or resonance, like how is that process for you? Like, are you hearing them? Are you like, what is it happening in you? And as you look at these two different things which might have something in common like what's your um, intuitive process there um I feel like it's mostly um a, an inner feeling it's a it's almost like a signature that feels both sparkly and expansive it usually comes I don't know what comes first this kind of knowing or the feeling, or maybe at the same time. And then when that gets started, also my other inner senses click in. I, I start to see in before my inner eyes things that could um, beautifully play out, or I, I can hear the voices in my inner ear, how, not necessarily the words of a conversation, but just like, um, it becomes more of an inner experience and I just when I when this feeling appears I know I'm onto something and then I I go deeper I listen into a few episodes for example and um, I look at those hosts websites and um, if those more rational or mental things that I do still match my first impression then I reach out yeah that's wonderful and i mean that's totally you like i can see you doing that <laughs> but outside of that like i know there are um pr agencies or pr people who base it very much on the statistics they're like you're gonna pay us this much and you're gonna get this many interviews in the year like it's very mathematical and and it, not to say i mean they're not utilizing any sort of intuition um, but with you, I feel like it's, um, it feels like it would come out to be in the right amount and the quality, not just the, the quantity, if that makes sense, of the quality of the connection and um, the spirit connection or the soul connection 
plays a much bigger role in in what you're doing in a sense yeah yeah I, th- I feel that too in I think I don't know I've had it one time that I've been asked by somebody who understandably said you know I want to have a return on investment so whatever I spend for my PR with you um, I want to get it back in sales and I just knew I couldn't do that first because I cannot predict it and second because in my universe that is so relational and so based on resonance while I of course know we all need money and we would like especially to our our message to be like spread of course because that's the sense of the whole or at least one big one um it's still it's it just doesn't work with me because I'm so different. So in some ways, for me, that is some sort of adventure. And while I do everything to create opportunities, at the end, I don't know right. what comes about. Right. So. That's, that to me is m- more honest than saying like you're going to get this many dollars out of it's impossible to predict that um in my opinion um unless you have you have a way of i don't know quantifying that like through a thousand interviews i don't know um but i want to also um i want to say like one of the reasons i wanted to have you here is um conversations with healers and a a healer I define as someone who shines their unique light in their unique way and you're definitely that for me and you're even though you're not like necessarily practicing a healing art in the traditional sense I feel like you're doing what you're doing um, from a very pure intention and that changes everything uh, a pure intention of like lovingly connecting people. Um, and I think that's a, that's a great um, example for anyone who who wants to be a healer, who wants to embody their light. I just wanted to mention, can you talk about, um, I know, for instance, that um, you have another website, which I want to talk about Mind Gourmet, but for this connection, resonance connection work that you do, you actually don't even have a website yet, I should say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can you talk about that? <laughs> so um, it's um, it's something that I have postponed again and again and again. And um, one, I still intend to have a website because it's a beautiful I see it more as a portfolio where somebody can get information about me. I don't necessarily see it as a marketing tool. The thing that I that just amazed me with this part of what I do is that people came and I didn't have a website or anything. And that felt like both that this must be part of my calling in some sense, at least for this time in my life, and that um, 
that my biggest, no, it's not my biggest desire, but one of my great desires when it comes to work is that people find me and I, because I have no inner drive or resonance whatsoever for putting out social media posts or newsletter campaigns or whatever to find clients. I love to be found and weirdly that has happened. <laughs> and so, um, so yes, I see totally the yeah. necessity yeah. for a website. And at the same time, it has shown to be not as necessary as uh, as I would have thought. <laughs> exactly. And and that's the exact reason I want to, to bring that up as, as an example is because we, I'm going to include myself in that category. We get hung up on, I need to have the most beautiful website. I need to send this many newsletter. I need to post this many things on social media, but it's, um, it's, I mean, having those things, doing those things um, have taught me a lot about myself and about what I do and clarifying and who I am and what I am, but they're not um, like this healing person that you want to become or the healing work that you want to do is very, very unique. And, um, and if you want to embody your unique light, it doesn't have to be like anybody else's it doesn't have to look like anybody else's experience and um for me it also speaks to how much you um know yourself because um i'm an introvert as well i'm definitely on that boat <laughs> so to me like writing is my happy space and like one-on-one -on -one conversations yes. like what we're doing um so knowing like what works for you knowing um like there's a certain uh, comfort level with social media, for instance, like I, I now only post when I'm guided to or inspired to post and I don't force myself to post like three times a day. <laughs> and I tried that and it didn't work. So it's, um, I allowed you in, in knowing like, um, it feels like you have very good uh, breaks in like, uh, someone might label you a public relations specialist like I did it to beginning I'm sorry and then oh, no it's okay <laughs> like, um no 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 I don't necessarily fall into that bucket like this is who I am this is this is the way I I connect with life and this is what came out of it just naturally so I love that mm, and and I would love to know how it is for you and what you do it's true. It's about knowing myself and it's about um, going the avenues that feel expansive and like resonant and just make us feel or make me feel alive. And it comes also with the pain of this feeling of being different, of, you know, like being the zebra with the rainbow stripes and not fitting into what people might think mm. I could or should be. Often it, I really struggle with my self-worth because I, while I can say that I usually give my very best and that's also out of fear of not being good enough. It's often, it's both this, 
I'm so driven by inspiration and by exploring energies and feeling into them. And at the same time, there's also this, are those fears like, am I good enough? Is this, is, is what I'm doing? Does it make sense? Does it lead people to where they want to be? And so it's this, I feel like it's this polarity dance that keeps me moving between expansive and contractive feelings and experiences. Absolutely. <laughs> I would use a curse word there too, but let's keep it kosher. And as, you, as soon as you said that, um, there's one thing I wanted to share here, which is this, um, I've been running into the same myth this past week and a half. The first was, um, I listened to this interview about uh, Briar Rose, which is the story of the Sleeping Beauty, but the fairy tale that was older than that. And in the Briar Rose, they have uh, 13 fairies, king and queen, can't uh, have a baby, and then they finally have a baby. And when, when the baby's born, 12 fairies are invited to bless the baby, but the 13th fairy, who is a little bit darker than the others, she's not invited, but she comes anyway. And she, instead of blessing the child, gives a curse to the child to sleep. And, and you know, the story goes. And then a couple of days later, I'm listening to another uh, podcast. And I'll mention these, by the way, at the, at the bottom, where um, the person was talking about the myth of uh, Eris, E-R-I-S. And Eris is the goddess of chaos. So again, there was a wedding because she's so chaotic and tends to mess things up. She wasn't invited. But of mm. course, he comes anyway. <laughs> and she is cited as the reason for the Trojan War. So war starts. Um, and in the story of the Briar Rose, the 13th fairy cursing the child, the innocent, is also like another representation of this, this war within us. Um, the war of the accepted and the unaccepted parts. And then today <laughs> I was listening to another conversation about uh, I'm learning astrology. And one of the things I'm researching is um, the nodes of the moon. There is the uh, south node and the north node. And I was listening to this conversation in Indian astrology. They're called this north node is called Rahu and the south node is called Ketu. And Rahu Ketu used to be together. It was one entity. And in the beginning of times, when the gods were churning the primordial ocean, mm. the cosmic ocean, to create Amrit or Ambrosia or the nectar of infinite life, this Rahu Ketu, which was like a, uh, a demon or a monster, came and helped them. And they got the... Um, infinite life elixir the nectar but of course they wanted to have a party where all the gods and goddesses were going to drink it except for Rahu Ketu who helped them get the nectar but Rahu Ketu uh, dressed up as a as a very attractive young woman and he ended up drinking the in uh, the immortal life elixir anyways 
when God Vishnu found out about it, he chopped his head off. The head became Rahu. Mm. The body became Ketu. And this interview, uh, they were talking about how Rahu and Ketu represent all these elements of chaos, like the chaos Eris represent all these elements of chaos in us, as well as Rahu in particular represents um, being a foreign, foreigner, uh, uh, label, being labeled a rebellious person, uh, living on a foreign land, which all of those are me. <laughs> and, me. Sometimes. <laughs> and when I encounter something like this, like the same, all these three myths are basically telling the same things. I mean, two things, which is one is like all the parts that are alienated in us that actually belong, as well as all the parts of our outer lives, like you were mentioning, that where we feel like we don't belong. So I'm the only person in my family who is a healer. I'm the only person in my family uh, who is a writer. <laughs> and so, and in my immediate surrounding it's also you know I'm pretty much I have friends like you thank god I have some connections here um, but it's been hard to keep in touch with them through the pandemic which is another reason I why I, why I was so grateful for you which brings me to last night so I'm sitting with my husband so we're we're talking about like what are you you know reading, seeing what's happening in in your life, even though we see each other every day, and he goes, this is what's happening in the financial markets. I'm worried about this and this. What's happening in our bank account? And then he turns at me, and I'm like, Rahu, Ketu, Eris, <laughs> and then he looks at me like blankly, and then he's like, okay, so. And <laughs> which is so typical like the things that he he tells me about I am that way so in in whole you know in all honesty but then occasionally like I want to sit down with someone like you when I tell this story who's going to be like as invested in it as in as 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 excited about it as I am so thank you <laughs> thank you oh, I'm thanking you so much and while you were speaking, actually, I thought because you said being on foreign land and being the foreigner and so on. Um, and while I live in Germany, our business, Mind Gourmet, is a, a Californian business, and that belongs to um, my husband and my big vision or dream to be one time at one time whenever um, there to live at the west coast and um, for a while we've done this like forth and back traveling forth and back and i i really got to feel this feeling of living in two worlds and the beauty and the challenges that come with it and the other thing that comes up for me often independent from where I am is this language thing because what you and I have in common that our native language is not English but we predominantly work in English mm -hmm. and um, 
there is so much beauty in I would almost call it universal languages like English, maybe also Spanish and I don't know, Chinese. <laughs> and um, and there's something that I'm noticing that um, that I would love to hear how it is for you. Especially when it comes to words from the esoteric field or spiritual field or even religious field, I often have very different perceptions when I use the German word compared to when I use the English word. So many esoteric words, for example, or spiritual words, to me in German sound, I, I feel either con more, I feel actually more contracted, it feels more Birkenstock type of kind of style to me. And um, it has something that I I often feel a bit uncomfortable with. And I'm wondering if that comes from the fact that you and I, we grew up with our native language and we have made experiences in the past um, in those contexts of religion, esoteric spirituality that maybe have not always been the, the most pleasant or joyful ones. I don't really consciously recall it. And then I have no, I love words like divine spirituality i don't know mm. yeah that's ascending or whatever and it has yeah. it doesn't have anything come to it it's more excitement and expansion sorry <laughs> no i i i agree that it feels different we um we speak both turkish and english at home my daughter speaks my nine-year-old daughter she's soon to be 10 um she says I am often gentler when I speak Turkish. So there's that part. Um, I think there's an element of definitely stress of being understood correctly when I'm speaking English um, that adds a layer of extra vigilance, if, if you will, especially because I'm living in a, in a different language environment. I did make a very conscious choice of um, working with English for, for my creations, for my work, because I wanted it to be available to more people than mm -hmm. just the people in Turkey. Nothing wrong with Turkish. And in fact, I... I often say, like, if I write in Turkish, I can, I can run. With English, it's it's a walk, or a comfortable sprint at with us, like a slow jog. <laughs> but with Turkish, also, I feel I can go more. The advantage of Turkish is uh, there are so fewer words. I don't remember the exact number, but if that if let's say there are ten thousand words in Turkish, there's like um, a million words in English. Oh, really? Yeah. So that means one word can be used for like six, seven different meanings, which is super interesting to um, to form things with, because what you form can mean multiple things. But I also do love the clarity of English. 
like with English, I give myself um, the opportunity to use shorter sentences. Like I might go full on like one sentence with a paragraph type of thing in Turkish, I could do that. But with English, I'm like, I just want to get along or pass along the energy or the thought in the clearest way possible. And then over the years, what I realized is that I feel like people who follow me, who listen to me and read me have given me a lot of grace in terms of language. I don't know if there are people who read my stuff and they're like, oh, there's that thought where, you know, there needs to be something there. <laughs> but I'm wondering I, about that too. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I always say like, this is, this is the best that I can do at this, at this time. And I have had help with, with my printed material. I do use the help of an editor. Um, but also like it's, I'm very much interested in um, being a conduit for healing with whatever I say and with whatever I print and write. Um, so I go into language with, with that and trust and have faith that it'll be taken in, in, the, in that same spirit that it's being birthed, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in um, hearing what you're interested in right now. What's, what's bringing you excitement and... Um, what what are some of the things you're you're excited to find out more about or you're drawn to right now mm. okay i'm having the feeling of or i sense a certain mm, urgency is maybe too much but i i sense a certain pull towards something new i don't know yet what it is I feel like I'm in some sort of intermediate space. I don't know how long, for how long. And sometimes that's frustrating because it's like, well, okay, so tell me, what is it? <laughs> um, I do sense certain things that I feel drawn to though. And I have been for many, many years. And yet I feel like it's not the time yet, maybe or maybe never, I don't know, to do something about it. And that's another thing like that we could go into this, this feeling of how ready do you want or need to be to start something new. So the, the things I feel drawn to, one is I am just so incredibly fascinated by consciousness, especially um, what, how it, expresses itself through a human body. Um, so I love exploring all things, mind, consciousness, heart, and more and more I understand and want to go deeper into this, into this embodying because in the past I have been often so frustrated about me and my life that and I my mom had lots of esoteric books and I read them like 
all of them. And the thing that I got out of them was often that we needed to transcend our humanness to find peace and ease and enlightenment. And um, just recently, I kind of thought, well, why would I have chosen a human body only to to get rid of it in some sense, not in the sense of dying, but to to basically um, overcome it. So that's one of the things that I it's that I feel like I would love to know my humanness, my physicalness as much as I can before I leave this body. <laughs> and, and that shifted my focus. And then the other thing is that I am fascinated by all things non-physical. So um, especially what's called channeling, but maybe it's simply other ways to read and communicate and translate energy. So I practice channeling sometimes more, sometimes less. I doubt myself sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, I, I feel like I have an open something with singing because I, I have a classical voice training and I know I can sing and still I avoid it all the time. So I'm wondering, and I miss it, and so my note stand is here, my guitar is here, and I use it basically never. Mm. So that's something that um, I am exploring too. And I feel like I'm on an eternal quest on, of knowing myself and learning how I can live life in a way that feels peaceful and expansive at the same time and I think this might come from the fact that I I have been and I'm actually still a person that often experiences anxiety or nervousness and overstimulation of the nervous system and so because I would like to experience that less I I love to learn and read, so both because I'd love to have less pain with it and also because I'm really fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah. How about I, you? I love all of it. I just want to say, um, first of all, the, the body thing, like you're bringing the cut off head and the body together, yep. Rahu and Ketu together, mm -hmm. and then having them invited to the party I feel like that's the theme in these myths is like invite the parts that weren't previously invited to the party which is life what is life supposed to be this enjoyment of ambrosia and things and all the things our senses love to do um I love all of that and I love that um like you're very aware of what you're drawn to and also what you need. So that's a great combination. Like you keep reaching towards what you need in, in your way, but also being very conscious of um, like, okay, this, this is a block that I'm hitting and let me be gentle with that. And let me be kind with that. For me right now, um, astrology is fascinating all the different mm. archetypes. Um, occasionally I got pulled into a myth or a story 
like the, the ones that I just talked about. I don't quite know where, where that's going yet. Um, which is another reason, like, it's so great to connect with you because like, like I said, like I give a lot of credit to my husband for like, um, for, and my daughter to, um, for their ability to bring me back to earth. Whereas I feel like I'm more like la in the la la land most of the time. Like <laughs> I don't walk in the on the street thinking about normal things. I'm like, oh, what is Rahu? What planet is it associated with? Like what's happened? You know, I'm in this constant like um corner of uh intuition and myth and archetypes and trying to make sense of it first for myself and then see if there's something in that that come, wants to come out to the world and be said and be expressed. Um, and as introverted as I am, I've, I've accepted that this is part of the job to dress up, speak up and, and bring, bring the word out. I am hoping to um, write some of what I've been experiencing experiencing with crystals so that's another thing mm. um and I have you to thank for that because you've you've introduced me to this amazing writing group which I'll tell you <laughs> I'll tell you oh yeah How and, cool. yes which is starting soon um I am finding it really hard to move through these times physically there is like a visible physical difficulty for me. Like my normally sensitive body is even more sensitive to foods. So like even the foods that I could tolerate are more sensitive to me. Like even a little bit of lack of sleep is affecting me more. And um, like, I'm definitely feeling the last two years weight yeah. sort of still playing itself out in my physical body, the Ketu. So Ketu is definitely asking for a lot of attention. Meanwhile, my heart and head are like floating in space with like dancing with different <laughs> creations that want to be birthed. Um, but I'm very, very mindful of taking the time to rest and to, to say no to a few things and um, and to do things a little bit or or to to create um the structures in my life and business so that i'm a little bit kinder to my physical body and that's the process it's a it's a you know life in progress type of thing some days are better some days are um just about staying on the couch <laughs> until, until you get inspired um other than that, I'm I'm so I feel so lucky to have found you, honestly. And I want to thank you for being so honest and vulnerable in this conversation. I feel like it's gonna inspire so many people. Um, and I I'm looking forward to getting to know. Like I didn't know you sang, for instance. I learned that today. I sing too. <laughs> Maybe we can sing together. <laughs> but. Uh, I'm, um, I think I'm very, very um, impressed with the way you look at the world 
and and um, the way you don't take everything for face value, but you're also always on the lookout for okay, what what feels good or what maybe doesn't feel aligned with you, and you make a lot of choices there um, that I find really impressive and inspiring. So thank you. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for Thank being you for inviting me. Yes, yes. And I, I um, look forward to our private chat next time. <laughs> me too. Really, yeah. thank you for, I mean, for having this idea and for um, trusting I could do that. I mean, that sounds maybe weird, but it's, I feel like, our perception of ourselves can be so different from the perception of others. And it's sometimes so healing that things we believe about ourselves we can't do or we are not so good at or whatever aren't simply non-existing in another person's view of ourselves. So like I, my, my whole unsureness about speaking about myself, my thoughts, my work, it just wasn't there in you. It felt like when you asked, like a very natural thing. And this, this then surprised me because it was different from my own perception. So I wanted to thank you for giving me the opportunity to make this experience. And also to, I feel so loved and so held by you that I had the courage to say yes. <laughs> so I'm so, so glad. I love you dearly. And I would say my life is, I couldn't think it anymore without you. You just belong into it yeah. and into my heart. Yes, you too. Hearts, heart space. Hearts. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you everyone for watching. I am going to include, um, your Instagram, Nina, for people who are interested in connecting with you. And um, I'm also so like secretly so happy that like I have a direct line to you. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is just for me. That's our private connection. But I, I mm, first of all, I had zero doubts about like we would have a wonderful conversation, but I, I applaud you for saying yes because you could have easily said no. Um, like in my mind, there was like zero, absolutely no doubt at all that we would create something beautiful together. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Conversations with Healers. If this episode spoke to you in any way, please leave a review or comment, like or love it, and share it with others in your life. This is a true soul love project from my heart to yours. I really appreciate your help in spreading the word. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and check out other episodes to listen to some extraordinary healing stories and advice. Have a beautiful and wonderful day.